Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is a connector, a world traveler, an activator. She's somebody who is a lifelong learner She's also somebody you want in your corner if you're needing to be motivated to do something that's out of your comfort zone. My guest today is Sarah Lord. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. How far back do you want me to go? Because, uh, <laughs> Whatever you feel like sharing. I keep reinventing myself every 10 years, it seems like, but I guess I'll tell you what I've been up to lately. How sure. Does that sound? Sure. I, I work full-time at Jean Coutier Pharmacy in Riverview, um, but since January, I started two new businesses, because I figured, why start one when you can start two? And so one of them is Speak Up with Sarah Lord, and it's uh, all related to my journey dealing with anxiety and different challenges in my own life and then the other one is Maritime Detours it's an adventure tourism company very cool yeah Yeah, I think I've sent some people your way for Maritime Detours or I'm trying anyways thank you yeah (laughs) so the Maritime Detours it's actually outdoor activities like snowshoeing and but what else does it involve well I'm insured to lead tours in the Maritimes to take people um, Nordic walking snowshoeing and hiking So really what I specialize in is the senior population, um, people with limited mobility, maybe someone who's brand new at an activity, they've never tried it before. So besides like taking people on trips, like the Midland Ice Caves is the one that I've done recently, is um, I do workshops on like learn to snowshoe, learn to hike, learn to Nordic walking or intro to Okay, so how yeah. long would those go? Is that like a one evening thing? Like what it could would be, be the commitment level for somebody? Well, something that I'm working at doing is creating community around these activities. So usually we meet um, on six consecutive evenings and um, to learn about the activity. And then after that, the group is free to continue uh, and organize on their own and meet and continue on with the activity they've been introduced to. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the reason why I've referred people to you is because there's a lot of lonely people in the community, Absolutely. unfortunately. And so they or they've stopped doing their gym activity and they need to connect with another community and they don't know where that community is and they're yeah. active people. So I'm like, okay, Sarah Lord, <laughs> please contact her because there's some neat um, ways that I think I think this maritime detours is filling a niche that that isn't out there, I mean, and I, I love yeah. the idea that it's all outside because people have lost that connection with yeah. being outside. It's the the loss of connection with the outdoors and each other, mm-hmm. and so it's a way of like disconnecting, I guess, from social media, if you will, and then just 
finding connection in the outdoors with other people who also want to go out. I always talk about it. I say it's like I like to go outside and play with my friends after work. So Mm -hmm. just like you did when you were a kid, you get to enjoy those activities again, the same kind of joyful enthusiasm you had when you were a child. And that I see is another huge need. I'm actually doing a seminar on the inner child tonight. So the timing of your comment is perfect because it is, a void that people don't even know that they have as adults and so to make a snow angel or go out and hug a tree or just be running through the woods on Mm -hmm. their snowshoes is and you're giving them permission absolutely like we had a girl on our last tour from Mexico who had never seen snow and her big bucket list item was to jump in the snow make a snow angel yeah and so I got to do that with her And it's like, I just can't even describe the feeling that you get from just sharing in those activities and being a kid and just playing again. Yeah. Fun. It's huge. And I think people need permission. Absolutely. To do it or else they feel foolish. Exactly. And (laughs) it's like, no, the whole point is to be foolish again because life's too serious sometimes or, or busy. For sure. And, uh, Forget to have fun. We don't even know how to have fun anymore. It's like we need a, a program to show us how to have fun almost. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love your business plan. <laughs> yeah, that's my business plan. That's it. Have fun. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you've had good turnouts with your events? And... I have. I've had three sold out events so far. Awesome. And um, I'm just going slowly and building capacity gradually because I don't want to get too overwhelmed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first event was the conclusion of our Learn to Snowshoe uh, six-week series with Mike's Bike Shop. Fine. So we took those folks. And then another one was a private group of women who get together. They're retired, but every month they try a new fun activity. Oh, cool. And the last group was just a group of people who didn't know each other who came together for the tour um, middle and ice cave so we have people from Halifax from Fredericton from Moncton from Mexico like I said wow all over um just coming I together goosebumps. yeah so it was like a, a friend group for the day mm-hmm. and then um, the fun thing that comes out of it is afterwards we like to break bread together have a meal mm-hmm. and then chat about what else could we do that's fun and exciting in the outdoors so oh very cool so speak up I think is an awesome name for what you're doing Tell me more about Speak Up. Well, I would speak up. I guess it, it's a grief recovery journey, but it's also um, understanding and learning more about anxiety. And um, I've been diagnosed with anxiety. I probably had it my whole life and not known what it was. I remember being in uh, junior high school as a kid and throwing up on the first day of school and just how nervous I felt and anxious and um, there were no words or labels for things like that back then. And I remember other kids at school just kind of laughing and making fun of me. And even in university, kind of going off and kind of crying privately because, you know, I would get easily overwhelmed by things. And um, so I think where I'm at now in my adult life, having been diagnosed by my doctor, he recognized what it was and um, having medications and now being in counseling to as my therapist says unravel the onion and try and understand you know where does this come from for me the whole speak up is as I speak out about it it helps me process 
Mm-hmm. And helps me kind of figure out what it is and, and how to deal with it, I guess. Well, and it, I, I find for myself, too, I often say words I need to hear mm. or it will sink mm-hmm. when they're out loud. Right. It's almost like, yes. okay, now that I've said it, it's real. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of an acknowledgement and an acceptance because it's out there out loud mm-hmm. for not only myself to hear, but now the world is mm-hmm. enjoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, I think sometimes we don't even remember things. Our body remembers it. Yes. And I know some physical symptoms can be actually the body remembering mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's so many interesting tools out there now I know uh, one of the people I come across they deal with something called trauma releasing exercises interesting and it is about how we store trauma in our psoas muscles mm-hmm. and we do that when we fetal position okay and so naturally when trauma happens we fetal position and yeah. the physics of it all if you want to call it that is that trauma gets stored Every other animal on the planet shakes under trauma. Okay. Like the bird gets away from the cat and they like fluff their yes. feathers and shake it off. And, yes. and we humans seem to be above that and we mm. remain calm. We remain stoic through the trauma. Unless it's extreme and then the shaking will happen or right. shock will happen and the shaking will happen. But it's a series of exercises that fatigues muscles that if you allow because you're just going to stay in the present. It's just your body's trembling. Right. You're not going into the trauma. You're not speaking about any of this stuff. So the irony of it is just allowing your body to release it. Okay. And when you shake for the 15 minutes, you might laugh, you might cry, you might, but, Mm -hmm. but a facilitator would keep you in the present moment. And then, and then sometimes those physical triggers aren't there anymore because the, the body's actually had the release. Okay. I so. guess the way I think about it is almost like a, a planter's wart. There's like a seed that's deep within and um, it needs to get out because, you know, that seed plants lies in your body mm-hmm. of danger that is not, in fact, there. But your body perceives it as if there was a lion and you do need to run when there is no lion, but your body feels that it it, it goes through the same fight or flight response. And oftentimes how I feel when I'm having an anxiety attack is that I just want to disappear completely. Like I don't want to exist. Wow. And uh, not like that I want to die, but I no. just don't want to be, be in there. that moment. No, because right. it's, uh, it's scary and it's um, your whole body tenses right up. And sometimes it's hard to breathe and your stomach your head and everything like physically goes on um, alarm yeah it does yeah so anything that could help a person dig that out and get rid of it I think is <laughs> worth trying yeah yeah for sure. well and different things resonate with different people yeah, yeah it's just such a, a neat tool because sometimes counseling is fabulous but sometimes you wonder am I re-triggering yeah. when I go through this yeah again so there's a there's a balance. I think all of it is beneficial, but people again yeah. have to listen to their instincts to know what resonates with them and what they should be doing. I think I've definitely experienced that in counseling. In that, 
you know, it can sometimes get worse before it could get better because you are digging up certain things that are buried within and it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's protecting you. So, yeah, my experience with counseling is that sometimes it can be challenging and taxing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm open to trying anything that could help. Like, lately we had a workshop with a yoga teacher last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And I could not believe how many tools are available to access your body's own intuition about what's going on. Um, And it's all through the breath and uh, through grounding and Mm -hmm. things that you've taught me. And then also like through belly breathing, three-part breath, meditation. And then you just start asking questions and the answers are all there. Mm -hmm. They're all within or without, but outside in the universe. And it's just a matter of kind of knowing what's the question. And then usually the answer is surprisingly very accessible. Yes. You just don't realize it's it's been at the tip of your tongue this whole time, right? <laughs> well, and that's kind of leading into where I want to go. So, so how does your intuition come? Is it the fun? Is your intuition all about the fun? Or like what, yeah. what does it look like? Well, I think oftentimes what happens with me is I'll get an inspiration from somewhere and an idea will pop in my head and then I'll get excited about it. And from there, it's my heart that leads me because, you know, I'd even said to to Jean, who's my mentor and yoga teacher, I'm so in love with what I'm doing. I can't describe it in any other way. It's just such a profound feeling of love and happiness. Mm -hmm. Like I've tapped into my reason for being almost. Yeah. And that is that excitement I get from introducing people to my love of the outdoors and adventure. So yeah, I guess that's where it all comes from for me. And, and, And the excitement of having that idea pop, feeling the energy from it and making it reality then that's the ultimate and like wow I've manifested a dream that I had and made it made it real yeah, yeah. absolutely because people don't necessarily they think oh I'm not intuitive because I don't see things or I'm not mm, intuitive because right. I don't hear voices they have this perception of what that intuition is and mm-hmm. and it is possibly as simple as that pop it is it's, yeah. it's just like a, an idea I don't know where it comes from, but it, it's inspiring and exciting, and it ignites something inside me. And and so far, I've never been led astray following it, and I just go where it takes me. And mm-hmm. and then I think the important thing too is surround yourself with positive, encouraging people who help you go for it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who will say, "Well, that sounds silly. That could you could get hurt." There might be sharks in the water if you're going to go learn how to surf. But if you just kind of tune that out and focus on that spark and surround yourself with positive and encouraging people, you're just going to keep moving forward and mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel like work. It's not work. <laughs> it's pure joy. Absolutely. And you don't have to know the outcome. You just have to do the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Less pressure. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't plan too far ahead. Like some people ask me, oh, you know, write this grant or what are you doing next year or whatever. No, like my plan is just one month at a time, one day at a time. And if I'm feeling good today and there's friends who want to have an adventure, then I, I 
can just go and have an adventure. So, and I'm lucky I can do that. <laughs> it's fabulous. So has there been a time that you feel comfortable sharing where, where you had an instinct not to do something and you did it anyway? Mm-hmm. And- well, um, I know that, you know, you know my story that I was in an abusive relationship after my marriage broke down and um, my mom passed away. And I guess I was at a really vulnerable time in my life. I went online dating. I met someone who was into playing outside like I was. But it very quickly became controlling. And the red flags were there to not keep going. But I I still moved forward. I kind of like just uh, pushed it aside or gave the person the benefit of the doubt maybe one too many times. I think a big part of it for me, too, why I stayed in it, because you always feel like you have to justify why that happened, how, you know, you could do that. But I think a big part of it is I was really afraid to be alone and having, you know, lost my mom and my marriage. Huge, huge loss. Yeah. So just, you know, I, I think in retrospect, if I had just processed the losses and spent some time feeling comfortable in my new environment and being alone, and knowing what I wanted, I maybe maybe I would have not fallen as easily prey to that situation. But it's just one of those things that you know it happens. And you came out the other side. That's it. I survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you came out the other side. Absolutely. Now, were your instincts part of the coming out the other side? Because because mm-hmm. that controlling environment is very difficult to leave from any number of reasons. Right. So did your intuition kick in at some point, and And did that help keep you safe through that process? I think mm-hmm. part of it is something that you had identified in me in meeting with you different times, but not really feeling like I deserved better. Um, I would have been I, screaming from the rooftop, Sarah! Yeah! <laughs> you so do! I know, and I mean, I think out of anyone um, you saw me, even not knowing me and supporting when a lot of people hadn't been. <laughs> and yeah, I appreciate you for that. I'll yeah. always really appreciate that. Um, but the way I sort of think about it is like um, say you encounter a bear in a wild usually people say don't run because they're going to chase you so my intuition was telling me I need to back away from this individual slowly mm-hmm. so they don't kind of know what's happening and right. they're not triggered to chase after me because um, I've been chased after before and you know it, it, it almost ended in you know the not. termination of my life yeah you know, being pursued on the highway um, at high speed and trying to be run off the road. So I think at that point, you do have to just, like I said, bear in the wild, step away slowly, and then one day it's just gone and you just don't answer the messages anymore. Right. And with support, you start taking the next step forward to the other side, which is just recovering recovering yeah for sure because there's a lot that goes with that there's there's recovering yourself there's recovering your safety there's recovering your emotional the words that happen in your head there's there's lots of different scenarios with that you're strong 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 lady thank you and the people you're going to help just because you you've been there your empathy for the situation because 
I watched one thing years ago called Crazy Love, and I shared that with you a little bit about how everybody feels like they're going to be judged. And the most frequent thing stated is like, why didn't you just leave? Well, that crazy love thing was like, no, you you don't you don't just leave. Like, yeah. it's one of the scariest places to be is knowing you should leave and and leaving. Right. So it it's a testament to your instincts. Yeah. That showed you how to get out of there and like, get to where you are now. Because now yeah. you're you're sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Part of what helped me move forward at that time too is simultaneously with the ending of that relationship i was invited by the arthritis society to do a charity challenge track to machu picchu oh wow and without too much thought i said yes so immediately i have a plan for stepping forward in the fundraising and the preparation for that trip physically mentally financially and so it was a welcome distraction and something to look forward to that I that just brought me out of that situation and forward in a way that was fantastic yeah Yeah. well and what a healing journey just that track would have been yes um talk about an experience of a lifetime yeah Yeah. have you been I can't remember okay (laughs) I've not been but it's just the beautiful uh how beautiful the people are the aboriginal or the the native people there, Quechua people, and their connection, very deep rooted connection to Mother Earth and the respect for that mm. that they showed us. And uh, it is a very spiritual place. Mm. There's a lot of good energy. Mm-hmm. Which you feel it's more palpable there than it is here because we're in like this urban jungle and, you know, yes. we're, we're less connected to Earth, but there it is all about so it's cool be able to receive that in perfect timing divine timing almost eh? yeah it was like that boost in energy that i needed for an empty tank Mm -hmm. for sure yeah what was the time period of training that you had and fundraising before you went to Machu Picchu? the relationship ended in the fall and i said yes in march and then i and i was going to Machu Picchu that next fall I wow. think it was yeah I'm so goosebumps. less than a year you never know what's gonna happen when you something pops and you just say let's go let's do this yeah <laughs> it feels good say yes right exactly yeah well thank you so much for your candor and your honesty and, and sure. sharing what you have shared with us today I think it's gonna resonate with many many people Probably people we wish it didn't resonate with, but mm. it's a very important story. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for what you're doing too and sharing the story and oh, it's all the wonderful tools that you have in your toolkit to help people. I just try to do what's next, and this podcast thing was what's next, and and it's fine. It's fun. <laughs> thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it 
If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.